Welcome to Uncle Bob's Magic Cabinet, a mother-daughter podcast about all things magic and mythology and pop culture. having a yawning contest we really were damn it's like one in the fucking morning it's like morning. one in the morning yeah and we've been up since seven. Oh my god we have <laughs> like oh my god i'm three gnts in yeah fuck it you know what cling to that girl clink <laughs> let's do it it's All fucking right. spooky season you it know it is so we were talking about halloween costumes of course yeah of course this of is course. our favorite mm-hmm. and so of course our girl lore over here is miss single lady <laughs> All wait, the single ladies. Way to call me out, Lee. Throw your hands up. Laura, yeah. We're literally like, so how? Oh, the Dr. Jake, ladies. what episode is this? 73. Okay. And we've talked about how single you are every <laughs> single episode. Don't act like this is like a new revelation. <laughs> and it hasn't changed any. <laughs> I know. Hey, we're putting the feelers out. I know, right? And you know what? We're going to add to this today. Thatchers Unite. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so speaking of, say you were to go to a singles Halloween party, right? Mm-hmm. It's October... We're feeling it would the never vibes, happen, but, but yeah. But hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Okay, and you're dressed up. Mm-hmm. What are your Halloween costume no-nos? Mm-hmm. Okay, I need a no-no, and I need a, like, oh, yeah, it's on. So you're saying, like, in the speed dating round. Yeah. When they well, sit, you know, when they've got five minutes. You have to judge simply based on costume. We're going very silly here, you know. Yes. This is, like, let's count out the, like, obviously racist and, like, horribly taste, oh, yeah. you yeah, know, no. in yeah. bad taste costumes. Those don't count. No, We're talking count. silly, goofy, yeah. all in good fun. Right, right. <laughs> if yeah. you saw a costume and you had to make a snap judgment, mm-hmm. what is your own no-no? And what is your, like... All right, maybe you could get it. Game on. You could get it. Right. All right. Do you want me to go first to set the tone? Go ahead. Do it. All right. My own no, no. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sorry. No Mm -hmm. offense. The fucking Joker. I don't Uh. know what it is, yo. (laughs) I'm like, if you are dressed as any version, any version of the Joker, I'm not into it. I feel like, I feel like you might try to kidnap me. And hide me in your basement later. Oh, no. After the speed dating round. Well, you know? I mean, I, after we talked about it a few weeks ago, I I mean, clowns are just creepy. You know what, clowns? Yeah, it depends on the clown and what type of vibe you're giving off. Mm-hmm. I expect this joker to serve uh, bagel bites out of his mom's microwave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends on, like, what type of joker you are. You know what? I guess all of these depend on the vibe you're giving off. Right, but again, right, right. snap judgment, joker, mm, mm. Especially, yeah. you know what, I'm going to I'm even going to go as far to say, <laughs> I don't think that phrase came out right, but we're going to go with it. Uh, the Jared Leto Joker is oh. really just a absolutely not. Yeah. See, and I thought. I'll well, specify. That yeah. one is really a no thank you. Well, I mean. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't watch the Heath Ledger one. Well, um, that one's just devastating. Yeah, but I mean, he's also, very, he's also very just um, 
scary looking. Well, well, I mean, the character is very menacing. Hey, we and have I know. not seen the no. Jarqueen. Okay. See, I'm glad you said it first because <laughs> I always, it. I can never get his, I never say his name no, right. No, no. I, I know. We love Jaquin. it. I don't know. <laughs> you call him something different every time. I hope. Oh. <laughs> I'm not sure what that sound effect was. However, I hope we never have him on the podcast because you're going to like every time you address him, going to be something different. It'll be something different. Jaqueen, Jaquin, Jaquin, Jackie. Like it's going to be, you know, but we haven't seen that one. So like, let's discount that. I'm talking like Heath Ledger makes me sad because I love you, Heath Ledger, RIP. Um, the Jared Leto, again, I feel like you're going to try to, like, dump my body mm-hmm. in your basement <laughs> after yeah. the date. Yeah. Okay. But Would, what about the OG that was in the Batman and Robin series? I which consider was it. Cesar Romero. <laughs> right. I, yeah. He was a good joker. He was a good joker. <laughs> I'd not, consider it, Laura. I'd consider it. It depends on the scary. vibe you're giving off. Wasn't you know what I'm saying? Jack Nicholson the joker? That in is one a, of them? That is a... That's, hard pass. That is that's, a... <laughs> That is creepy. That is is beyond. That is a, do I even need to say anything? Jack Nicholson plus the Joker. Let's cling to that. Double whammy. You know what? Here's a drinking game for you to play along with today at home. Every time we (laughs) clink to that, take a sip. You know what? Clink to that, Laura. All right. There we go. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Would you like to hear my, okay, it's maybe on. Oh, well, I thought we were, get, we were going assuming, back and forth. Okay, go, go. Okay, no. No, no. Go, go. No, no. This is assuming I wasn't married. And this oh, okay. is assuming that this was fact check Jake. Oh, okay. Because he's the only man I see. You okay. Know, you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about, babe? Oh, yeah, I feel you. I love you. All right. <laughs> I love you, too. My, okay, maybe it's on. A 70s disco dancer. Nice. And you know what? I should have prefaced. This is like, we, ser- you know, we like searched Spirit Halloween's website yes. before this. So we're going like... You went to Spirit Halloween, you're going very typical. Oh, yeah. Not right, like right. deep cut homemade costume. We're going like <laughs> cheesy. Yes. I yeah. bought it. It's in a bag. Absolutely. If you were dressed as like a Robin Gibb 70s disco dancer, <laughs> maybe tells me like you're, a you're here at a party. Hair yeah. And a, yeah. You know, like, some a gold tuft, like a tuft and a funky gold medallion. Some funky gold medallion. <laughs> and maybe tells me you're here to party. <laughs> And I, I would like to see what's up. And if he was carrying a Robin Gibb lunchbox. No, then it's like, only fact check Jake would do that. And that's why we're married. Because I'd be like, do you want to get married? <laughs> like, that's what I mean. Like, that's an oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So do you uh-huh. see what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give me yours? Do you have them? Um, My oh, no. What's your oh, no? Somebody came in dressed as a gynecologist. <laughs> oh, my God. A gynecologist. Ew. Yeah. Exactly. No See, right? No offense. Because yeah, hey, no offense. you do good work and you're necessary. <laughs> Bold but like costume choice. Yeah, as a costume though, that's ew. Gross. <laughs> yeah, like I don't I don't think I need to get to know you. I see what you, you know what you I see. You see what I'm saying? saying? I you see, see what, what I'm saying? saying? Yeah, I do. See where I was coming from? Okay, I do. good. I don't think we need to expand on that. <laughs> I'm gonna let you leave that to your imagination. Right, right. All right, what's your yes, it's fucking on. It's it's sexy time. Um you know, Mr. Blue Collar, oh. Carpenter, uh, um, you know, uh, Roof Thatcher. Are you, be- are you being dead serious? <laughs> or a botanist. I mean. Oh, a botanist. <laughs> what would you, dr- like, what would you wear as a botanist costume? Plants. You would just put slap plants on you. Like, go to Michael's at, like, probably, 50% off fucking. It would probably be, like, Paul Stamets wearing his mushroom hat. Oh, my God. <laughs> Paul Stamets, if you're out there, she loves you in your mushroom hat. 
I do. He's very interesting. If yes. You, if yes. you were looking for some time to kill his I want to learn about fungi. Oh, <laughs> You're such a dweeb. Uh, okay, so a botanist, great. Or a blue collar. Okay, you like a man with like a tool belt. Yes. Or like a Luke Danes if he's pouring me some coffee, man. I'm you okay. know? Backwards ball cap with, you know, pouring oh, coffee at oh, the coffee shit. shop. Okay. Okay. So this is like, you could get this costume a good well. <laughs> good well. Good well, uh, good well. <laughs> You know, this is an easy costume yeah. to pull off if you're yeah. if you're trying to sh- shoot your shot with Mama Laura, right? right. Here. And that's what you said. Like, if they were actually carrying a, you know, Robin Gibb lunchbox, <laughs> it would be like, "Do you want to get married?" If you had roof thatching skills, or yeah, if you had roof thatching <laughs> skills, if you were a cancer son oh. and you were carrying a thermos, because she really likes old style thermoses. Oh my god, I do. <laughs> no, she collects yeah, because, them. I do because they remind me of my grandpa. That's why. You know what? That's adorable, Laura. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> before I cry, we're going to move on to. <laughs> Fact check, Jake. Fact check, Jake. Do you have a no-no? Oh yes, I do. Oh, do you? If if I see steampunk, I'm all the way out. Oh my god! You know what? No offense. On On site. (laughs) Site. That's a no. Okay. You know what? Yeah. No offense, because I know a lot of lovely people who are into steampunk. But yeah, like just off of a snap judgment. Okay, I can see that, babe. Sorry, it's not your vibe. Yeah, no disrespect, (laughs) but but, uh, I'm not your aesthetic. Sure. Okay. I get it. I get mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your, like, let's go to town? I mean, I don't know. Gandalf beard, hobbit feet. <laughs> <laughs> Someone hmm. ring? That's concerning. What? I'm sorry. Hold Is, on. Are we hold talking about? Hold on. Everyone stop. Gollum? <laughs> My precious. Did you just say hobbit feet? Yeah. And That's your let's go to town. Second breakfast. Like hairy feet? <laughs> I'm like questioning everything. I'm like, the last eight years have just flashed by me. I'm like, oh my God. Because again, I'm terrified of feet. You could have said the pretty fairy girl. But I didn't. Yeah, babe. That was interesting. (laughs) You went for hobbit feet over like the gorgeous fairy print. Okay. All right. Factor check. I like that. That I didn't stutter. I said what I said. He said what he said. He likes the hobbits. That's concerning. You know what? I like the hobbits vibe. You know, I'll give it that. And I like their homes and I like their aesthetic. Same way skimgy. But the feet... (laughs) You know what? We're going to have a talk later. All right. Mm-hmm. There you go. You see me after class. Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. Well, speaking of Halloween costumes, yes. uh, for our Patreon, we are going to be doing a Halloween costume contest for yes. the month of October. So the $10 and the $25 levels, mm-hmm. you know, we do a live stream, yes. a Zoom meeting every month, every month, month. once a month. It's monthly. <laughs> And, you know, of course, for October, we got to do it big. Got to do so it. So we're going to do a Halloween contest. Yes. Fact check, Jake's going to be the judge. Nice. The first place winner is going to win some merch. Nice. So if you've been considering joining our Patreon, go check it out. It'll be linked in our show notes. Yes. Good time over there. Good time. <laughs> Good time over there. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fact check, Jake, speaking of, do we have some patrons to thank? We sure do. We have three patrons oh to thank Oh, my God. Today. We got Maddie, Amy. And we have Melody. Nice. Amy and Melody. Thank you all so much. Thank you, new friends. Yes, welcome Uh, to the fam. Welcome to the family. Thank you again. You are really, you know, like 
keeping the show going. Yes. You holding know, it down. Holding it down. So thank you so awesome. much. Go check it out. And if you can't, go leave us a rating on Apple. Yes. Go tell a friend about the show. Yes, please. Yes, please. Please. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to breeze past that. Are you ready for me to jump into I'm it? I'm ready. Let's do it. Laura, I went uber spooky today. Did you? I went classic spooky. Mm. What are we doing? What are we talking about? I'm going to talk about a nightmare on Elm Street today. Whoa. I'm surprised this hasn't happened yet. I know. And I'm really surprised that you didn't do it because this is like your favorite classic, you know, villain, Mm -hmm. horror villain. He is. Yep. Freddy Krueger. Robert England in my pocket. You know, you love him. Love him. He's cute as a button. Cute as a button. I have to burp. Not as Freddy Krueger, though. Uh, You know what? He's still got a little swag going on. (laughs) All right. It's the it's the green and red sweater. You know what? I do like that sweater. I, I kind of want one. Yeah, right? Yeah. Anyway, okay. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, rated R, American supernatural horror film series franchise. Mm-hmm. All right. Kicked off in 1984 with the original, which is what we're talking about today. Of course. Awesome. Here's your tagline. If Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all. Dun, 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 dun. And I believe you had a fucking kick-ass t-shirt that had that yep. tagline on it. Yep, it did. And I went surfing through your closet today while you were gone. Oh, Looking for that. Looking for that tea. Yeah, but I think it's been gone for years, yeah, and you, I just thought you still had it. You probably, this is, let me, let me give you the vision. Yeah, go ahead. Ready? Okay, so Drag you probably snagged it yeah. from my closet, and then one of your friends Probably said, ooh, Lee, can I borrow this? And then you never got it back because that was a rampant hey, you yeah. know, happening. Yeah, it sure was. Speaking of, Factor Jake, did you say Melody was a new patron? I did. That's nice. like my best friend Mel from high school. <laughs> and Mel, if you're listening, which I know you are, um, you stole my Pink Floyd <laughs> hoodie. That you got in Boston. That I got in Boston. Oh, no. Yeah. At that a resale I- shop. Yeah, I still talk about to this day, I'm like, damn it, Mel, I know, after homecoming, no, or prom, one of the fucking dances, she stole that hoodie, and she still probably has to stay, and you know what, Uh, you'll pay big. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, you had the shirt, you know, a lot of clothes went missing in our household. Mm -hmm. Anyway... This film was written and directed by Wes Craven. Oh, the best. The master. The best. The master. Here's your cast. Heather Langenkamp as Nancy Thompson. Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp as Glenn Lance. And hey, I counted. You I did? think that Johnny Depp is who we have covered the most. Like, he has been in the most films that we have covered. He has usurped John Cusack. He has. And Maddie L. But not Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, or Harry fucking Houdini. Right. So, yeah. but that's all right. We're Game get, on. We'll get, get John back up there. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Robert England, as you said, mm-hmm. as Freddy Krueger. John Sack, John Saxon, sorry. John Saxon. <laughs> as Lieutenant Thompson. Yes. Ronnie Blakely as Margie Thompson. Amanda Weiss as Tina Gray. And Sue Garcia as Rod Lane. Mm-hmm. Where'd you ask me where you saw her at? Who? Tina. Tina, uh, yeah. Where did I see her? Um, I think it was Better Off Dead. Oh, you know, my God, it was Better Off Dead. It awesome was Blaine's John girlfriend. <laughs> oh, my God. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Props to you, Amanda Weiss. Loves mm-hmm. you and Better Off Dead. All right, here's your rundown. Give it to me. All right. Opens with scenes of a creepy, noisy basement and a hidden man making a set of gloves with knives for fingers. Mm-hmm. Yikes. I often sit around thinking, you know, <laughs> you know what I, I need? I can make my gardening gloves. <laughs> Real fucking killer. <laughs> let's, let's take this up a notch. Add some knives. 
Exactly. Uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, the title flashes across the screen and we're off to the races. Yes. We then flash to a teenage girl named Tina Mm -hmm. running through a dark, spooky tunnel similar to the setting of that opening scene where he was making the knives. Mm -hmm. All right. A man in a red and green striped sweater, Mm -hmm. a fashionable hat. Okay. (laughs) You know what? Love the ensemble. It's tilted ever so slightly. (laughs) And you guessed it, knives for fingers. Right. All right, is chasing her. Mm-mm. He finally grabs a hold of her when all of a sudden she wakes up and we realize that Tina was just having a nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare, yeah. Tina. But you know, uh, Freddy Krueger's run is not very menacing. It's really kind of like Freddy Krueger <laughs> is not very menacing at all. To me, like he's like a goof. I'd be like, if I saw him in my dream, I'd be like, all right, bitch. No, (laughs) game on. Let's go. You're an amateur. Exactly. All right. Anyway, but Tina's nightgown is all cut up when she Mm -hmm. wakes up. All right. So she grabs the cross off of her wall and gives a little cuddle because she Mm -hmm. knows that that wasn't just a dream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. The next day on the way to school, Tina is telling her friends, Nancy and her boyfriend, Glenn, Johnny Mm -hmm. Depp. Johnny Depp. All about this horrible nightmare. Mm Mm-hmm. Nancy said she also had a bad dream last night, but they kind of just shake it off, which I would not be shaking off. <laughs> I feel really? like give me every detail. Uh, Are you kidding? Hmm. You just shake it off, Laura? No, I mean, I think most people shake off their dreams. Oh, okay. We'll get to this because okay. I don't. I've always taken them yeah. very, very seriously. Yeah. All right. Anyway, later that night, Nancy and Glenn agreed to sleep over Tina's house so she doesn't have to be all alone and scared while her parents are away after having all of these nightmares, okay. right? right. As they get to talking, they all realize they've been having nightmares about the same sweater-wearing guy with a burned face and stylish hat. Stylish hat. Stylish. I'm really stuck on <laughs> this hat. But nothing on the sweater? I mean, hey. I, I do love the sweater. It's fashionable. Yeah. You know, the Christmas, the contrast in Christmas <laughs> colors, it was a choice, and I, I really like it. The best time to wear a striped sweater. It's all the time. Uh, and yes, he has fingers. Fingers for knives. No. Knives for fingers. <laughs> Yes, I, too I knew exactly have fingers where for <laughs> knives. Oh my fucking god! Yeah, yeah. He has finger knives, is right. what I meant to say. I, and I at got this, you. Thank you. And at this point, <laughs> we do not realize that his name is Freddie. We right. don't know that yet. Right. Okay. Anyway, the gang's light bulb moment gets interrupted by Rod Lane, Tina's bad boy lover. Rod. The rebel. Rod Lane. <laughs> Ew. If you are watching on Patreon, I just like thrust it as I said Rod Lane because it really does sound like a porn star. I don't know. Oh, new porn star name, I call it. Oh, is that a new game? I, I kind of like that factor, Jake. Good one. All right. Anyway, Tina and Rod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. Rod. Sounds very phallic. Hot Rod, doesn't it? That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. All right. They go off to get rowdy. <laughs> You know, in wouldn't you say? <laughs> With his hot rod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. And Nancy uh, immediately shuts down Glenn's attempt to do the same. Right. And they go to bed. Or she's like, no. You will roll over not. and you know, go to sleep. Yeah, go to bed. Okay. In the middle of the night, Tina is woken up by pebbles hitting the window from outside and someone whispering her name, Tina. <laughs> and right then I'm, I'm out. Exactly. At the same time, we see someone spying on Nancy from above her bed. And it's like a super cool shot where, like, Freddie kind of, like, mm. drops down and you kind of see the knives. I don't mm-hmm. even know how to explain it. You just have to see you it. You have to watch it. It's a very cool effect. Yeah. 
Tina goes off to see what's going on. And I mean, why? Why do you, why? Right? Go to bed. Go to bed with Hot Rod. All right? <laughs> oh, fuck. And of course, comes face to face with this man who we yes. know is Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. He, <laughs> Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. He chases her around and torments her with gross things like cutting off his own fingers and tearing his face off, right? Like, he's kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Again, if I right. saw him, I'd be like, you're just annoying. <laughs> anyway, this whole time, Tina is flailing and calling out for help in her sleep. Okay. A hot rod wakes up and sees Tina getting sliced open and dragged around the room by something that he can't see. It's It's really brutal and fucked up. Yeah. I hadn't watched this in a while and I was like, damn, that was like way. It's, it's, it's a very gory movie. If you Mm -hmm. didn't know, if you haven't Mm -hmm. seen this, you know, it's kind of a classic, but anyway, Nancy and Glenn bust in to find Tina's dead body and rod escaping through the window. So it's not looking good for him. Mm hmm. We flash to Lieutenant Donald Thompson, who is Nancy's papa. John Saxon. <laughs> yes, thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. Is he, like, popular? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, he's cool. an old star. Oh, nice. Old film star, yeah. Cool. Uh, he, of course, thinks Rod is guilty because apparently he's already known around town as, like, the bad boy. Mm-hmm. So it's not looking good. It's the leather pants and jacket. Exactly. He mm-hmm. must have done it. <laughs> So he is on the case, and Nancy is on her way back to fucking school. Like, girl, take the I mean, day why off, not, right? You just saw your best friend like die. Like, yeah. take the day off, okay, Nancy, or the week, or the the month, yeah. maybe even a year, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, when Rod jumps out of the fucking bushes and grabs her, all right, he tries to explain that someone else was in the room with him and Tina. Uh, but Lieutenant Dad, that's what I'm going to call him, <laughs> Lieutenant of, Dad, instead of Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan's got no legs. Lieutenant Dad <laughs> pops out of the bushes too. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. The cops grab Rod and stick him in a cell. Damn. Because he's looking real guilty. All right. Poor Rod. Meanwhile, back at fucking school, Nancy. Mm-hmm. Th- this didn't do it. Okay. You saw your best friend get murdered. Now Rod's, you know, in jail after he tried to kidnap you from the bushes. And it's no excuse for your fashion sense. That's all I have to say. Uh, you know, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Dragger, Lord, Dragger. Anyway, she's at school. Why? We don't know. Uh, And she falls asleep, of course, because the girl has been fucking traumatized. Oh, my God. Uh, She immediately sees the bloody ghost of Tina, Mm -hmm. okay, who Mm -hmm. leads her down the basement and into the boiler room of the school. Of course, Knife Boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what yeah. I'm going to call him at Just this point. Just call him that, yeah. Uh, pops out and does some crazy shit, and Nancy wakes up screaming. Thank you for traumatizing your fucking classmates, Nancy, because yeah. you decided to go to school when you shouldn't have. All right, mm. I've got a bone to pick with you. When will you learn? <laughs> when will you learn? <laughs> your actions have consequences. <laughs> okay. Uh, Nancy has the funniest cry session. Okay, mm-hmm. there's some questionable acting in this movie. I'm not even going to lie to you about it. I'm going to say it. Nancy... <laughs> How'd you get that rule, girl? There were some choices. <laughs> there were some choices made. She's like, oh, oh. <laughs> go watch the cry session. All right. Then she storms off to see Rod in jail to tell mm-hmm. him that she believes him. Okay. Mm-hmm. That he didn't do it. Right. Later on, Nancy's Southern peach almost gets sliced and diced oh during gosh. bath time. That bathtub scene. Dude, nightmare fucking fuel. Those f- Okay. If you don't know, she's sitting in a bathtub and mm-hmm. she's like spread eagle. Yeah. And fucking Freddy Krueger's knife fingers like come up, rise up yes. right above her vaheen. Yeah. And they're just dangling there. And I'm like, girl, girl, no, girl, ow, 
Oh, your yeah. dangly bits. It's giving me goosebumps. <laughs> They're just about to get about lost in the bathtub. <laughs> I still dream about it every time I'm in the bathtub. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Freddie. Meanwhile, you're saying he's kind of a chump. I'd just be like, go away. But if in you're the in bathtub, when he's again near my dangly bits, then I'm a little alarmed. In my dreams, I'll fuck you up. In the bathtub right there in that spot, bitch, no. I am vulnerable. <laughs> you got me. You got me good. So uh, dangly bits aside, get, make your point. Okay. You don't look All right. Anyway, Nancy is fed up. She's had enough. Because of the bathtub sequence. All right. <laughs> she decides to have Glenn, boyfriend Glenn, watch over her while she sleep as mm-hmm. she attempts to look for this mystery killer. Mm-hmm. Okay. We see Freddy Krueger spying on Rod in mm-hmm. her dream. A typical chase sequence happens in the dream and Nancy almost dies. Right. All right. When she wakes up, her and Glenn rush to the precinct to see if Rod is Okay. Nope. He's not. <laughs> Spoiler I'm gonna alert. I'm going to ruin that for you. <laughs> what did I say? This movie not came okay. out in the 80s. Rod is not okay. I'm sorry to tell you. Uh, Nancy finally tells her parents about uh-huh. Freddie in detail, yeah. and their reactions are very odd. Yes. All right, which will make sense. And they're soon. not even curious why she's drinking, you know, a pot of coffee out and of taking Mr. Folgers. Like, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. The parents' questionable parenting yeah. skills in this. All right. <laughs> And they continue to, like, act weird for a bit. Uh, They send her to the hospital to get tested out, and everyone sees in real time Nancy pull Freddie's hat out of her dream and into her hospital bed. Yes. Mm -hmm. For that reason, I'm out. Get out of my dreams. Get into my hospital bed. (laughs) (laughs) Billy Ocean, move aside. (laughs) I'm coming for your gig. Oh, shit. All right. Anyway, inside this hat is the name Fred Krueger. So this is like the first time you see the name. Made for Freddy. (laughs) It's like when you carve your name in your underwear. (laughs) We're cooking, Frankie. Wow. Now we've really come full circle. Oh, my God. Anyway, finally, Nancy's mom caves, okay, and says that it cannot be Freddy Krueger, even though it says it in his hat, okay? Right. Because Freddy Krueger is dead, and she tells Nancy who he was. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm not not going on there because I know what's happening. <laughs> Laura's stressed and she's mm-hmm. taking a drink. Uh, Fred Krueger was a local man who killed at least 20 kids from around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I think the parents were younger. Yeah. I'm not necessarily sure. I think so. Okay. He got caught but somehow manages to avoid jail time. All right. And the town couldn't handle it. Right. A bunch of the parents tracked him down to an old abandoned boiler room where he would take the kids. Vigilante justice. Yes. Uh, They covered the place in gasoline and lit it on fire with Freddy Krueger still inside, taking his knife hands for proof. Mm -hmm. The mom is like, look. Trophy. Look, Nancy, I even have his knife hands. I'm like, girl. Okay. Anyway. Right. I know. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So here's a speed round of the rest of the film. Do it. Johnny D. All right. Glenn. The Depster. Glenny. Yeah. (laughs) The Depster. (laughs) All right, he bites the dust after falling asleep after Nancy specifically told him not to. Right. All I can think of is Michael Scott after I specifically (laughs) asked you not to. 
Uh, he gets swallowed by the bed. Yes. Like Freddy so Krueger eats blood. him through the bed. So much blood. So much blood, yikes. But it is like a very classic horror movie kill sequence mm-hmm. if you are interested in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nancy goes hunting for Krueger in her dreams and sets him on fire once again. Yes. All right. He pays her back by dragging her mama down to hill. Down to hill. <laughs> down the hill. <laughs> down mama. To- <laughs> She's over the hill. Mama down to hell. Okay. Mm-hmm. In a hilarious scene, she like floats down in like this blue mist. Fucking hysterical. Anyway, the dad doesn't seem to give a fuck no. <laughs> about the mom and leaves Nancy to fight Freddie alone. Mm-hmm. She's like, Dad, I just need a minute. And he's like, Okay. I'm, Bitch, no. Your mom, right. you just saw your friends die. Your mom just floated down to hell. Absolutely not. I'm not leaving you alone. But he's like, Yes, yes, I will. Uh, so Nancy faces Freddie. And tells him he isn't shit. Okay, she has like this monologue. Right, you right. mean nothing I to remember. me. Okay, he you has no, no power. power. Yeah, you know, you know, have power. <laughs> hey, there's a Lord of the Rings reference. You have no power here. There you go. Accidental. Do you love me more now? <sighs> okay. Silent Bob's in the house. Exactly. Uh, Freddie disappears. And when Nancy opens the door, her mother is back and everything is a-okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Nancy thinks that her one-sentence monologue, you know, her not well-delivered speech. Turn back. <laughs> turn back time. <laughs> right? Yeah. Twelve. Time. She thinks that this was enough to beat Freddy Krueger. Okay. And she goes off to get in the car with all of her now-alive friends that Silly bit the dust girl. all throughout the movie. Silly girl. Silly girl. Uh, you know, the hood of the car closes and we see that it's striped red and green. It's like the sweater. Like fucking Freddy Krueger's sweater. Also fashionable. Okay, and the Freddy Mobile drives off, insinuating <laughs> my <laughs> lord. Insinuating that Nancy is gone for good. Bye right? bye, Nancy. She, what did you say? Bye bye, Nancy. <laughs> okay, I thought you said butter me, Nancy. <laughs> butter me, Nancy. <laughs> That's legitimately. <laughs> What I thought you said was... Butter my biscuit, Nancy's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Toby. Butter me, Nancy. I was like, what did you just say? Oh, no. Oh, my God. That's the end of the film. Okay. What do you think? I mean... (laughs) There's many more. It is a classic. There's many more after that. Yeah. It's a classic horror film. One of the greats. Yeah, so we've talked about, like, I'm not a huge gore fan. No, it was a lot uh, gorier than yeah. I remember, yeah. but it is a classic. Freddy is, you know. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I'm not a gore fan, but mm. he's my favorite. Freddy. He is your favorite. Yeah. I always preferred Michael Myers. I know, right? Which I am talking about on Patreon this month, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, yeah, so I like this, though, because I like dreams. Yes. I am very interested in dreams and nightmares. So that is my lesson today. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Uh, in the film, Nancy says, do you believe that people can dream about what's going to happen? Hmm. Mm, and I was like, you know what, Nance? Let's talk about it. Let's talk to the folks in Final Destination. No, right? No. Nope. <laughs> I'm bad. Lord, <laughs> I, where am I at? What day is it? <laughs> I, I don't think anyone knows what plane you're on. I can't wait for your segment oh, later. Oh, Lord. All right. Anyway, I figured Nance, let's dive in. All right. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about dreams. To foretell the future. Love it. Ooh, all right. Let's define dreams. Do it. 
a series of thoughts, images, and sensations occurring in a person's mind during sleep. Mm-hmm. All right. And nightmares are defined as vivid dreams that may be threatening, upsetting, bizarre, or otherwise bothersome. Mm-hmm. All right. So keep that in mind. Beliefs on what dreams actually are varies. Mm-hmm. All right. Some cultures see dreams as a way to communicate with gods. Others think that when you dream, you enter a different world or realm altogether. And we're okay. going to get into that. All right. So all of this led me to oniromancy, with, mm. which I think we might have mentioned before, but it is dream divination. I love it. And an occult practice. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so let's dive in. Do it. All right. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> all right. So prophetic divination from dreams, Mm -hmm. considered a divine act in most ancient cultures and surviving to modern times in certain folk traditions. Who fun. Is the definition. Uh, Based on the belief that dreams have a deeper meaning and that they are warnings or messages from the dead and or a higher power. Hmm. Interesting, right? Right. So oniromancy works to interpret dreams in order to look into the past, present, or future for answers. Okay. All right. In ancient times, drugs may have been used to enhance the dreams and move the process along. And all I could think of is actually Johnny Depp again and from hell. Really? Yeah, remember when he was in, like, the opium den? Mm-hmm, and he mm-hmm. was, like, kind of, like, inducing these yes, visions? Yes. That's kind of what popped into my head. Mm, yeah, I can um, see that. Yeah, so no problem is small or big with dream divination. So simple questions work, finding lost objects, healing trauma. Like, mm-hmm. it could be big or small. Right. Um, it depends on the person, but typically, mostly everything means something in one of these, you know, special right, dreams. right. Colors, smells, small details, tastes, people, clothes, etc. And this will be different from person to person, usually. So, like, I don't know, what purple means in my dream might be different, you know, to you. Exactly. Uh, Tips to tap into this skill. Uh, I talked about scrying a few episodes back, and it's kind of similar. You know, Mm -hmm. like, write everything down, right? Dream journals. Um, certain herbs and scents can help you tap into yeah. diving deeper into your dreams and stuff like that. I will link some articles. Um, there are tons of books out there that go through common symbols in dreams that I will also link. Okay. But I wanted to talk more about some views and thoughts on dreams from around the world in different Ooh, cultures because I, I think that it is very fascinating. Okay. All right, so ancient Egyptians were big on dream interpretation. Okay. All right, and they believed that bad dreams were bad omens, specifically. Hmm. The dream world was thought to be between the land of the living and the land of the dead, and many spirits were thought to reside there. Okay. It was believed that these spirits and ghosts would speak to people through dreams, and they were big on, like, dream rituals. Okay. Like, it was a big focus. Uh, Dreams were thought to be oracles, Hmm. so they should be looked to for advice or prophecy. I agree with that. Exactly. Uh, Dream interpreters were a thing. Really? Yes. Like this was like an actual profession. I am a professional. I am a dream dream interpreter. interpreter. Hmm. Uh, And they would offer help if you wanted to dive deeper into your dreams for advice, etc. I bet there's people that still do that. Uh, Exactly. Um, If you had very vivid uh, frequent dreams, you were thought to be special or blessed. Nice. I thought that was cool. I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dream book contains dreams, visions, and interpretations from 
like Egyptian times. Right. So that's interesting. Very cool. Um, ancient Mesopotamians mm-hmm. viewed dreams as communication with the gods. This was like a theme that kept mm. coming up, which I didn't necessarily know. Right. Um, kept detailed records to identify themes, meanings, and symbols. So again, mm. interpretation was a big thing. Right. Greek mythology. Hello. I must understand. I must understand Greek mythology. I just have a little note. Uh, the god Hypnos is seen as a magical rep- representation of sleep and dreams. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Cool. There's your little Greek mythology Hypnos. nod. Hypnos. Did I say that right, Laura? Well, if you're like hypnotized. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think too much about things. Uh, ancient Hebrews believed that the veil was thinnest while one is dreaming. Mm. And there's lots of, you know, I think there's lots true. of prophetic dreams yeah. in Hebrew mythology. Yeah. Um, and Native American beliefs, and this differs between tribes, mm-hmm. uh, but dreams are usually seen as very sacred. Yeah. They're dreams and vision quests, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there were often dream symbols used across tribes as a way for the community to predict things as a whole, which I thought was very interesting. Um, Aboriginal Australian mythology. Mm. It was believed that ancestral spirits literally dreamed the world and everything in it into existence. Oh, wow. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So the dream world is where the past, present, and future are intertwined and coexisting, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. Converging. Yes. Yes. In Chinese culture, seeing a dead ancestor in a dream is a good omen, Mm -hmm. and it means that your family is protected. I love that. Yeah. Different messages. uh, You will get different messages depending on what that ancestor is doing. Which Ooh. I didn't see that except for here. Yeah. So, like, if the ancestor speaks to you, that maybe means financial security is coming your way. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's So, like, if they don't speak, that means something different. <laughs> you in trouble, son. Exactly. So, very uh, different depending on, like, what they're okay. wearing or what they say. I thought, I thought oh, that was really cool. That's very cool. Yeah, and different objects symbolize different things. Okay. In Japanese culture, your first dream of the new year is a prediction or foretelling of the year to come, mm. which I'm going to take that like very seriously are this you? year. Yeah, because I'm big on dreams and I'm you like, are. holy shit, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like it kind of will set the tone for the year. Yeah. You have vivid dreams. Like you remember all of your dreams. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like if I'm supposed to. Yeah. I feel like I have a ton of dreams a night. I don't know if anyone can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have like, I don't know, 20 a night or something ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I don't often remember my dreams. But when I do, they're doozies, I could tell you. (laughs) Those are doozies. Those are good ones. I'm like, I'm jotting that (laughs) down. Exactly. Um, So in ancient Hawaiian mythology, uh, they were big on dream analysis also uh, when making important decisions, like they would Mm. refer to their dreams. And they believe that ancestral guardian relationships were sustained through dreams. Mm. So in order to like maintain the family relationship, you had to work through them the, in oh, your dreams. I love Isn't that. that beautiful? Yes, that's so cool. Yeah, and there's also a distinct difference between regular dreams and entering the dream land. Mm. So you can just have a regular dream and you could be like dreaming. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> I don't know what you're <laughs> saying. Okay, so you could be having like, I don't know, just a, a typical dream or you mm-hmm. could be like... Like my tooth fell out or... 
you know, a dragon's eating me or something. Sure. Just like, like a the, regular dream. Yeah. Or you could be entering the dream land and you could be like doing some work. Like there is a difference. Okay. And I've told you that before. Like yeah. there's a difference between when I have like a regular dream mm-hmm. and when I'm like supposed to be paying attention. Mm. It's basically the same mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. Um, psychoanalysis Sigmund Freud, you know, yes. flashing forward a bit, mm-hmm. believe that people are their truest, most honest selves when dreaming. Which is cool. Mm -hmm. And he said lots of other shit about sexual desires and stuff, Uh but that's Mm -hmm. for another time. Uh, Different religions view dreams and dream interpretations differently. Okay. But the overarching message, you know, is that dreams are not something to be ignored, but something to learn from. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So I figured a good way to wrap this up. This is like a big intro, right? Like Mm -hmm. I'm big on this. Yes. Um. I thought a good way to wrap this up would be to share a story. And mm-hmm. I also have a listener story. Nice. Yeah. That was, it's really interesting. Okay. And I think you're going to find it really cool. cool. All right. So here is one of my dream divination stories. I think that this is where I really shine. Yeah. I've talked about this. Um, I've suffered from like nightmares for years and years, yes. but I've learned how to kind of like decipher them and mm-hmm. get messages out of them. And now I feel like that is where I kind of, you know, yeah. practice my divination and my magic. So yes. here is one of my stories that I actually haven't shared. I don't even know if you know this full really? one. Really? Yes. Mm. Um, so I'm going to share one. I also asked on Instagram for... Yeah. stories about right, right. other uh, listeners who have experienced dream divination. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a lot on lucid dreaming. Okay. But I'm going to save that for another time. Okay. And I'm only going to share one because it was kind of like special. Okay. All right. So here is my story. So I had this reoccurring dream when I was, uh, you know, I would say maybe 10 years ago, mm-hmm. maybe 15, um, where I was in the backseat of a car. Yeah. Okay. And my grandma on my dad's side, my Mm -hmm. grandma Doris, Mm -hmm. uh, was driving the car. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, And it was already a nightmare because if you knew her, she was a horrible fucking driver. (laughs) Which is fucking hilarious. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, Anyway, I was always alone in the back seat and she would just drive me around the town that we Mm -hmm. grew up in. Mm -hmm. Like I remember the old, you know, the pool store and Josie's grocery store and like stuff that was around when When, she was alive. uh, And yeah, I guess I should say that she had passed passed away by this time. Um, so again, I was always alone um, and we, she would never say anything and I would never say anything. She would mm-hmm. just drive me around and we would just kind of be there together and yeah. enjoy each other's company. It very much felt like yeah. it was, she was there with me. Right. All right. Um, then one night I had the same dream. Um, but when I turned to my left, my grandpa was beside me, her husband, uh, and he was beside me in the backseat of the car. Okay. And so I had this dream a few more times with him next to me, none of Mm -hmm. us saying anything, Mm -hmm. and we're just kind of like riding around, Mm -hmm. Um, and he ended up passing away a few months later. Yeah. So that is like, and this stuff happened, like those kind of dreams happen to me very often. Yeah, they do. Um, But again, like even talking Mm -hmm. about it, like it wasn't a bad or or sad thing. It wasn't even like a a Mm -hmm. nightmare. It was just like I felt... Like, they were with me, and I felt like I knew kind of what was going to happen, if that makes sense. Yeah, right, right, right. All right, so here is our listener story. I'm so excited. Keep in mind, so I um, asked people, you know, to 
uh, enter their stories on Instagram or email us mm-hmm. if they had a long story. And we got some emails and I didn't read them because I didn't want to be surprised mm-hmm. until I like sat down and right. figured out where my lesson was going to go. And mm-hmm. wait until you see this. Yeah. And I had already decided what story, what dream story I was going to share. Okay. It's what I just shared to you. This story is from Kendall S. Mm-hmm. All right. And I'm going to read it verbatim. Okay. So sometimes I'll get prophetic dreams. Now, instead of telling me about something crazy cool or monumental, they foretell the most random, obscure shit. One of these dreams I had in December of 2019. I had a dream that I was in the back seat of a car. Oh, funny. Okay. With a girl I knew from my biomed class and some dude I've never seen before. Mm Mm-hmm. I never had talked to this girl because I have social anxiety, but I knew her because she had this beautiful blonde curly hair. In this dream, we were driving on a street in between a trailer park and a field. We go to make a U-turn when the guy goes, just go straight. She replies with, I can't, there's a car there, and the dream ends. Well, two months later, I become best friends with this girl and her boyfriend. One day, we were in her Jeep, and trying to find this person's house when this exact situation happens. Instantly, I know I've been here in a dream, and I go to my dream journal app. There's a dream written down exactly as it happened in real life. This happens quite frequently. I think it's so fitting that when I get prophetic dreams, it's just about random stupid stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So I thought that was a good one, A, because the first sentence, it was like, I'm in the backseat of a car, and I was like, what? Interesting. <laughs> That's literally yes. what my story is about. Right. Yeah. And I liked it because like mine are always kind of like I always see people who have passed mm-hmm. and it's always like heavy-ish. Right. But I really liked this example because like she said like it's just kind of like random. Like she knew right. um like her and her friends were going to get in this weird driving predicament. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just random. But I think that it it goes to show that like Dream divination can happen. Like I yeah. said, it's no it, nothing too big or too small. Right, you right, know, right. Just right. pay attention. Yeah, I think sometimes people are afraid of you know to dream or you know yeah remember or like their to dive kinda, into it. Yeah, yeah, I think so because it, doesn't, it yeah always have to be heavy. No, it doesn't always have to be heavy or so big or scary. Mm. That's why I really liked that. So yeah. thank you so much, Kendall. Yes. Thank you to everyone who awesome. entered. That was yes. so cool. Would you like some fun random facts? Well, you know, I love a fun fact. All right, that one, two, Freddy's coming for you song mm-hmm. from the Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. like, absolutely terrified me as yes. a kid and all of my friends. I remember us all being like, Ooh. skipping rope, hops, yeah. hopscotching. Oh my God, it's like a theme yeah. throughout the whole yeah. movie, and it absolutely terrifies me. Yeah. Um, this is super stupid, but Pittsburgh people might appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I enter the boiler room and the Kennywood ride, the exterminator, do you know what I'm talking about? That That's there's where you like, think, yes. I think that like Freddy fucking Krueger is gonna come out and get me. There's like a sign that says like you're entering the boiler room in this really creepy yeah, ride in Kettywood. Yeah, I'm like yeah. Freddy Krueger, he's coming <laughs> every single oh, time. Oh no. yeah. Um, this was Johnny Depp's film de- debut. I knew that. Yeah, I did know that. Oh my god, me and Jake were fucking cracking up around the nine minute mark. Okay, uh-huh. he's like <laughs> Johnny Depp is walking outside, and he goes. Kitty, kitty. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking <laughs> For about? For what reason? He, like, thinks a cat is making a noise. Oh. Chow, chow, chow. <laughs> he goes, kitty, kitty. <laughs> chow, chow, chow. Does he really? <laughs> and I'm like, 
It's around the nine <laughs> minute, minute mark in this film. I'm gonna need everyone to go watch it. I'm gonna need to tell. I'm gonna need you to tell. To, to oh my god. I'm going to need you to tell us if it's funny because I like rewound it. it. was hilarious. I rewound it like 15 times. He was like, kitty, kitty. The way he said it, I was like, what was that accent? That That's just so funny. slipped out out of nowhere. Um, there's a lot of daddies in this film. They come mm. out of Nancy's mouth specifically. So mm, okay. I'm sure you can imagine how I feel about that. <laughs> Daddy chill. Daddy chill. Uh, the film was supposedly shot in only 32 days. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe that? And it's, like, known as one of the best horror films of all time. I can. It's not crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Freddy Krueger is referred to as an urban legend throughout the franchise, which I thought was neat. Yeah. You know, we love urban legends here. We do. I wouldn't have pegged him as that, but yeah. Exactly. Uh, The boiler room footage was shot in the basement of a Los Angeles jail, which has since been condemned. Mm. Creepy. Don't go down basement thank you lord yes Mm -hmm. robert england's makeup took at least three hours each day mercy yes and freddie's claws were chosen because of people's primal fear of claws really yeah i don't have a fear of claws Mm. i I I fear fear a lot of things (laughs) (laughs) god damn that is blue how many times can we work that reference in liar liar if you get that props to you Mm -hmm. um yeah i'm not afraid of claws uh, again, I'm afraid of a lot of things. That's not Sometimes one of them. Sometimes I'm afraid of you after you've had too many white claws. <laughs> Dude, good one, Laura. You know what? I'll, I'll give you a high five. That was a good one. I'm afraid of me too. That Aries moon and rising comes out like real quick after I've had a few it's claws. It's the claw. It's the claw. Mm-hmm. Um, red and green were chosen specifically for Freddy Krueger's sweater because the color pair is the most contrasting to the human eye. So it's a little unpleasant. Contrasting. (laughs) It's a little contrasting. contrasting. Yes. I went to art school. You'd think I'd like know how to expand on that. I don't. see things. (laughs) I know art. (laughs) All right. Anyway, you never hear the words Elm Street in this film, but Mm -hmm. the name was picked based on a street where Wes Craven went to college in Illinois. Hmm. And that is my last fun fact. I love that. Yeah. What do you think, Laura? I think that was awesome. I love that movie. <laughs> I, know you I do. mean, it is gory. It's a little more gory than I like, but it I is. do. I just love her. Happy Halloween, bitch. You know. There you go. What you love think Freddy of my? What do you think of my dreams? That was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's so interesting, and I love to hear what other cultures think and what they see. You know. Uh, in dream work because it like it's so deep it's such a mystery right yeah yeah it's very interesting and i like that like i don't know my type of divination has a name i know that's silly but i was like oh that's neat that this is like a legitimate thing because i i feel like even in the last few episodes i've been saying like yeah i've been like you know i'm like a dream witch i don't know what to call that and i feel like this was like oh okay cool interesting and just think like if you like studied that oh yeah i mean oh i know if i like focused on it it would be nuts but i'm like low-key scared Mm -hmm. but i really liked like thank you to the people who interacted on social media and shared your stories like even if i didn't share it it was really cool what i was just thinking of you as the next long island medium you know if you like tapped into that dream work honest honestly (laughs) i know i see dead people in my that's who i should be for halloween (laughs) 
What's his fucking name? It was not Macaulay Culkin. I was going to say it's Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> What's his Macaulay name? Macaulay Culkin. Um, What's his name? Freddie? Uh, it's Hi, not Mark. Jonathan no. Lipnicki. Oh, no. my God. We're really striking out. What's his fucking name? That fucking kid. Oh, uh, <laughs> Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> he was like the only yes. kid in movies in the 1990s. Yes. Lore. I know. We failed again. He was just in something I watched. <laughs> and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, that's dreams. Um, uh-huh. and the nightmare on Elm Street. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween, <laughs> Laura. I think it's your turn. It is my turn. <laughs> Let me get my iPad that looks like a freaking big screen TV. <laughs> Not, sponsored. <laughs> Not sponsored by Apple. No, no, <laughs> You're I like- don't ever know how to make this thing work. <laughs> <laughs> and we're definitely not going to get sponsored by Apple. <laughs> it's not very, um, you know, computer illiterate friendly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So I'm excited Are today. You? Yes. Why? Because I'm talking plants, girl. Oh, I my God. I'm talking you're, plants. You're talking plants? I am. For my spooky favorite. season. I am. Wow. Yes. Um, I am going to talk about the witch's wicked garden. The witch's wicked garden, Laura. Oh wow! Yes, I'm going to switch it up a little bit, so okay. I don't necessarily have a movie, right? Okay. Um, but I thought we'd talk about some plants specifically mentioned in pop culture. Oh wow! I love this, right? And specifically in conjunction with witches, yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. So uh, there are many plants and herbs that we've already talked about, yeah. right, uh, that show how we use them in everyday life, you know, as food, medicine, spells, rituals, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, uh, good stuff. But what <laughs> about some of the plants that are, like, considered wicked weeds? I don't know, Laura. Right? Yeah. Often used for the darker magic. The oh, no, no plants. The oh, no, no plants. Yeah. <laughs> the dark side of magic in pop culture. Right. Is there truth? Behind what we see on film? (laughs) These are questions to ponder, Leanne. Are you going to tell me? I hope you do. Let's dive in. (laughs) Let's get serious. Let's get serious now. Um, So I do want to get serious because I do (laughs) want to start by saying that when it comes to the world of herbalism and plants, uh, like people outside of that sphere. Yeah are often very fearful yeah. of ingesting, like, plants and herbs, sure. right? So, um, I, like, I won't take lemon balm or lavender, but I'll take that medication the doctor prescribes to me with its oh, laundry choosing. list of, you know, yeah, uh, many side effects. Tell me how you really feel, Laura. Um, I'm going to. Let so, it rip, let it run. Right. So herbalism is the people's medicine and has been passed down through generations. Preach, girl. But not not necessarily like scientifically. There's, you know, some of these herbs have not been studied deep and have like scientific, you know, papers written about them. Sure. Um, So I want to be very clear that a high percentage of plants are safe. Okay. I'm going to say like 90% of plants are like safe. Sure. And maybe like 10% are very poisonous and dangerous. So I'm not trying to give plants a bad rap here. Don't be scared is her point. Right. Um, But there are, you know, this little group of plants that, you know, are toxic. Yeah, of course. Um, So, and they have serious consequences. So I want to say never use or ingest a plant unless you know exactly what you're harvesting. Absolutely. Exactly what the ramifications are of this plant. You've researched it. Or you're under the direction of a skilled practitioner. 
Uncle Bob's right? magic cabinet is not responsible. For right. Yes, so exactly. with that, with that said, yes, let's talk about some of these wicked weeds. Oh right? my god, I'm excited! All right, so the first one we're gonna, you know, and I had a list. Okay, like I literally sat down and I'm like, oh my gosh, let me make a list, and it was like, you know, fifty plants a mile long. long. Yeah, and I think I got through three. So, oh, honey, it's you know, okay. if you like this segment, you know, let us know and give us your your top picks. But yes, why are you saying there might be a part two? Oh my gosh. You know, I only got through three plants. Lee. People love when you talk about plants. Lord. I love when I talk about plants. All right, give it to me. All right, so the first one I'm going to talk about is Aconitum napellus. Oh, wow. Hopefully I said that right. Probably not. Also known as monk's hood, mm. wolfsbane, Ooh. or leopardsbane. Sounds spooky. Okay. Yeah. So this plant is a perennial, which blooms in the fall and adds a splash of color to the garden long after the other vibrant colors have kind of lost their hue. Oh, wow. How beautiful. Um, It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. It has these beautiful purple colored flowers Mm. that resemble, as you may have guessed, a helmet or a hood that a monk would wear, you know? Oh, my God. Is that why it's called monk's hood? Yes. I was going to say, why would I have guessed that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've had a few drinks. Yes, you're so good. I'm a little slow to the punch. All I've right, t- anyway, I've taught go you ahead. well. Thank you. Um, you can usually find monk's hood growing wild throughout the United States and Europe. Nice, particularly in mountainous terrain. Okay, but do not be fooled by its beauty. Oh, or the fact that its root likens to that of a tasty carrot. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> A tasty carrot. (laughs) A tasty carrot. Okay. (laughs) Um, All parts of this plant are extremely poisonous. Yeah. You should not even touch the plant without wearing gloves. It's a no-no plant. Right. Because even casual contact with it causes numbness, tingling, and um, possibly cardiac symptoms. (laughs) You went and... and, um, Yeah. How do I say this gently? Yeah. Right. So ingesting any part of this plant in most cases is fatal. Oh, shit. So okay. a lot of people have, you know, thought the root was like a, in the carrot family oh. and, you know, okay. has not been good. Okay. So, I apologize for my jokes earlier. Know <laughs> <laughs> okay. what you're picking. Yeah. Um, monkshood is nonetheless often used throughout pop culture and often a plot device in horror movies. Nice. Right? Okay. Its history dates back to Greek mythology. Oh, fucking hell. Where it is said that the plant sprang up from the spit of the three-headed dog Cerberus. Oh. Who was the gatekeeper of hell. I would like the spit, though. Yeah. Hercules dragged him out of Hades and, you know, there was spittle. And <laughs> up popped the monk's hood. <laughs> there was spittle. That's oh, correct. Oh, fuck, gross. Okay, anyway. Anywho's it. Uh, so the Greeks would also hunt wolves okay. by poisoning their, like, bait yeah. with monk's hood or dipping their arrow tips with the plant. Oh, okay, cool. And thus leading to its common name of wolfsbane. What's Jake laughing at? What's funny? <laughs> I'm all in. I'm not did, laughing. I'm all in. Did she say dip in the tip? <laughs> Just the tip. I'm sorry. Did you say dip in the tip of the arrow? Dip, <laughs> dip in the tip. You dirty, dirty fool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Talk about plants and here you are. And I'm like, what are you laughing about? I'm talking serious plants shit here. She's like, I'm talking serious. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, folks, also, <laughs> also, <laughs> you have me frazzled. 
Folks took to growing the plant as a form of protection against such beasts Mm. because the folklore stated that the plant actually repelled or even tamed werewolves. Really? Yes. Okay. Many also believed that if you touched Wolfsbane and it happened to be a full moon, that you could actually shapeshift. Oh, shit. Right? Okay. In the Dark Ages, monkshood was often an ingredient used by witches for spells and potions, and it is often one of the many ingredients used to make a witch's flying ointment. Oh, cool. Yeah. So when you would apply it to a broom, it would take flight. Oh. It is also said that monkshood can enable any sorcerer or sorceress who carried the seeds wrapped in lizard skin. Lizard skin? The ability to become invisible. Oh, shit. Okay, it took a twist. Okay. Shit, okay. So, in pop culture, as early as Dracula in the 1930s, Wolfsbane replaced garlic as a vampire repellent. Mm. And in Harry Potter, it is actually used to help control the transformation of Remus Lupin into a tormented werewolf by drinking a potion of Wolfsbane. Ooh, fun lore. Yes. Okay, cool. I love that. Well, I feel so smart. I know. You have, oh to, look, you have to look at a picture of it. It is such a pretty plant. Is it plant. fact check, Jake? Tap those yes. fingers, my friend. It's so pretty. Oh, my gosh. Okay. And just think, there's not many flowers that bloom in the fall, you know. You know what? Yeah, I do like, like that. That splash yeah. of oh, color. I'm seeing Isn't it. Isn't it pretty? Okay, you know what? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't touch, <laughs> don't touch it, though. It <laughs> looks kind of just like a purple flower. Is that yeah. mean of me to say? With a, with a hood. <laughs> oh, okay. With a is hood. that the is that the yeah? yeah. It's gorge. <laughs> yeah, gorge. You're, you're doing great, sweetie. There you okay. Go. Okay. So next up, <laughs> yes. coming down the runway is mandrake root. <laughs> mandragora officinal, sometimes just called mandragora, <laughs> yes. or. Satan's apple. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Satan's apple. Okay. Also considered toxic. Uh, yeah. It might not be the deadliest of all the plants, but is definitely probably the most famous of the witchy plants. Yeah, I would yeah. say. So also a perennial. Its presence is pretty unassuming if you're looking at the above ground parts. So okay. not stunning like the monk's hood, right? Oh, wild dragon lore. I know. It stands about a foot tall with rosette-type leaves. The flowers are pale green, and the fruits that it has are mildly poisonous and resemble like a small, unripe cherry tomato. <laughs> That's specific enough for you. It's very specific. <laughs> a cherry tomato. And you had a tone of like, it's ugly. Not a beef eater tomato because they're big. <laughs> right. Like a <laughs> shitty tomato. Got it. Yeah. A shitty squat tomato. A little tiny one. Yeah. However, mandrake really packs a punch with what lies beneath the ground. What lies beneath? Uh, well, the mandrake root lies beneath. Okay. <laughs> Not Harrison Ford. Not, Not Harrison, Harrison Ford, Ford in or a Michelle. Bathtub. Okay. Fiverr. Michelle Fiverr. Um, so the mandrake root can grow to be about four feet long Whoa. and it forks, <laughs> it forks <laughs> historically, it forks, it forks. <laughs> and historically it's said to resemble that of a devilish little human. I know, cute. Sometimes male, sometimes female. <laughs> cute. I love it. So the mythology of harvesting that, this plant <laughs> yes. is that when you try to pull up the root, the plant lets out an ear-piercing shriek that is deadly to anyone that hears it. I love that. Right? Like, don't fuck with me. 
hey, Leave me it's, alone. Not go- it's not going down without a fight. Right. So to circumvent this deadly debacle, one needed to tie up a hungry dog, tie it to the plant, oh. and then throw down some kibble for Fido because <laughs> he's hungry, right? <laughs> okay. And he goes for the kibble, pulling his chain, <laughs> and he yanks out the root. That's how you got it out? That's how you get because you can't be in the vicinity. <laughs> right? That's too risky. Yeah. Okay, so unfortunately wow. for poor Fido, after he hears the plant shriek, it's probably R.I.P. You know what? You know? I do not accept these terms. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. But anyway, but then you would gather the root and use it for magic. So. Great. But my dog is dead. So... <laughs> Uh, Anywho's it, the Greeks thought it looked an awful lot like a phallus yeah. and therefore used in magic dealing with love potions. Call it like it is, Greeks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big dick. <laughs> That's a big dick. <laughs> big dick boy. Okay. Oh, no. You're out of control. <laughs> the Romans thought it would cure someone possessed by the devil. Oh, shit. Often slipped into wine to sedate one's enemies or in Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Shakespeare wrote of the friar who whipped up a cocktail for Juliet to induce a sleep so deep one would think her dead. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Mandrake most often is used magically in spells and rituals for protection, Mm -hmm. fertility, money, love, and health, and is also one of the ingredients in the witch's famous flying ointments. Yeah. Important to note that this plant was used by witches for healing, Mm. not harming, but someone got lost, uh, you know, lost in translation and became, it somehow became associated as a dangerous or demonic plant. Oh, shit. Okay. Right? Okay. So here are some of the ways that you can use it. Okay. Placed specifically on the mantle, mandrake will protect the home and aid in fertility. Mm-hmm. If you place money beside it, it is sure to bring prosperity. Mm-hmm. I'm about to do that right there now. There you go. Mandrake has often been used in exorcism rituals oh. as it is believed that demons cannot take up residence wherever Mandrake is found. Oh, I love that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you find yourself in possession of dried Mandrake root, you must first activate its powers okay. by putting it in a prominent place in your home, probably the mantle, an altar, you know, something that has special meaning Energy, for you. Yeah. yeah. Leaving it there untouched for three days. Okay. After the three days, you place it in some warm water and leave it overnight. Okay. And then your mandrake root is charged up with power. Oh, wow. And you use it in your magical practices. I love that. Right? Yeah. But are you thinking about pouring the water down the drain? No, Leanne, think again. I wasn't. Think again. I saw your eyes. You sprinkle it at your doors and windows for home protection or even onto a person for purification. I just throw it at them. I just throw it at the person. Spritz. You're purified. You could put it in a spray bottle and spritz. Okay, like miss them. Miss them, yes. Yes, Less intimidating. Got it. Right. Um, Also, uh, mandrake root often served as a puppet for image-based spells. Your little puppet. Have we gone over that I can't do accents? I apologize again. You can't. Okay. Unfortunately, scarcity and the high costs sometimes attributed with mandrake root has led people to look for similar alternatives. Mm -hmm. So you may see see that the American may apple is often used as a substitute for a mandrake. may apple. I have heard Mm -hmm. of that. Okay. Yeah, that grows, I mean, all around 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Yeah. So that is Mandrake Root. I love that. And in pop culture, where are we going to see that? Harry Potter. Right. The best representation can be seen in the Harry Potter series when the kids are in the greenhouse with Professor Sprouts repotting the baby Mandrakes. Cute. Also, in an episode of Buffy, she has to go down and get the Mandrake Root. Yes, right? I do remember that. Yes. Lastly, the Mandrake belongs to the nightshade family mm-hmm. of plants, right? Which includes tomatoes, potatoes, peppers, eggplants plants and of course our next plant up for discussion deadly nightshade <gasps> yes yeah this one's intriguing to me this is my favorite plant yes they're all my favorite plant this is my say, favorite Lord, get real yeah get real, know, honey. right all right so deadly nightshade atropa belladonna mm, pretty this, yeah highly poisonous just rubbing up against it can cause skin irritation and rashes same also <laughs> <laughs> I am allergic to you. Uh, This perennial can be found growing across Europe and North America. Even Asia prefers damp, shady spots Mm. and can grow upwards of three feet tall. Oval-shaped leaves, which are pointed, and a purplish-brown tubular flowers, which then produce this mesmerizing focal point of the plant, which is a bright black berry. Wow, totally tubular. Okay, fun. They start out green and then ripen to their full glory in the fall. Nice. Deadly nightshade's dark magic comes from an alkaloid known as atropine, which offers up hallucinations, seizures, confusion, and rapid heartbeat. Oh, shit. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. With belladonna atropa, the word atropa comes from Greek mythology. Okay. As one of the three fates. Oh, my gosh, yes. Uh Each fate, of course, had a role in determining one's destiny. Uh, I know I'm going to say this wrong. Latchius, Latchius measured the... (laughs) I don't know. Is that wrong? So wrong. I I really don't know, but... You're laughing at me. You probably... Yeah. Hey, hey. You didn't need to drag me to make yourself feel better. Uh, You know. I I don't know what I don't know how to say it. (laughs) Anyway, that one measured the thread of destiny at birth. And Clotho spun the thread controlling one's destiny and as your journey is ending atropus brings death at the time and manner of her choosing oh shit right okay so in italy women often dropped a tincture of the deadly nightshade into their eyes to dilate their pupils Mm. giving them more appeal to the object of their affection the name belladonna came from this ritual and means beautiful woman it's such a pretty name, mm-hmm. Belladonna. I right. love that. Uh, Belladonna, specifically, its active constituent atropine is still used to dilate the pupils during eye exams. Yes. Yes. Some disagree and believe Belladonna comes from the word Buona Donna, a medieval witch doctor. Hmm. And in Rome, the priest of Bellona drank an infusion of Belladonna before worshiping Bellona, who is the Roman goddess of war. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yes. Long history. Right? Okay, fine. So, belladonna is not very widely used today in magic because it is so toxic. Okay. Every part of this plant is extremely poisonous. Yeah. And reports of death due to accidental ingestion mm-hmm. still happen today. Uh, it's typically used as one of the ingredients in the witch's flying ointment. <laughs> Again, hey, let's just throw everything into that witch's flying ointment. I was going to say, I feel like you've said that like a trillion times. What a cocktail that's going to be. No wonder you're flying. I was going to say, geez. 
um, as well as astral projection and mm. visions. Oh, cool. Uh, many other plants have been found useful in these pursuits without the toxicity levels. So with that said, belladonna is best avoided. And if you decide you want to have a wicked garden and grow these plants, uh, make sure you are aware of their toxicity for humans and our four-footed friends as our well. Our little animal friends. Right? Yes. I know. So deadly nightshade is woven throughout pop culture, and my favorite is definitely its use in Nightmare Before Christmas. I love it. And Sally slips it into Dr. Finkelstein's soup to knock him out. Deadly or- nightshade. <laughs> <laughs> Sally. <laughs> Lord, that was spot was it on. Good? Yeah. Um, anyway, or when Sally and Jilly give it to uh, Jimmy and Jeloff. Do not get the fuck out. Right. Yeah, did yeah. I nail that too? You did. Thank that you. That was good. Wow, we're killing it with yeah. the fucking impressions today, Lord. Yeah, so I think that's all we have time for today. But if you do like this, I mean, I've got a shit ton more plants. She would love to talk about plants more, and I think that people would really like it. I like that you weaved it into stuff that we've already talked about, and it's a very yeah. good spooky season mm-hmm. plant nerd topic. Yeah. I love I that, I didn't lore. get to like skullcap or witch hazel or There's There's Penbane more time, Lord. Or- we're going to be around for a while. Yeah. There's more time, honey. All right. Wow. Up top. Sweet. That was really interesting. Yeah. And 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 I, you know, plants are not my... Not your thing. Not my thing, but Mm -hmm. I really liked that. And dreams aren't mine because I hardly ever remember mine, but... That's interesting. We both kind of Mm -hmm. talked about like our... uh, Mm -hmm. our power yes, today yes. or like number one power yeah that's interesting i love it we're always in sync i know and we don't wow. even try to be oh, we don't even try to be yeah. aren't we cute we are <laughs> oh my gosh all right do you want to do killer quote of the week <laughs> let's do it all right We finally did it. We finally filled up a pumpkin with your killer quote suggestions. Love it. So from now on, we will give the pumpkin a little shake. We will pick one killer quote. Shimmy, shimmy, shake, shake. And we will give you a little shout out. All right, I'm going to pick this week. Let's see what we got. Our killer quote is, oh, you know what? I love this. Do you? Liver alone. (laughs) And that... Is from Matthew Lillard from Scream. I love it. I love it. And that was sent in by at that girl in the glasses. We love you. Thank you love so it. much. And thank Maddie you for weaving Maddie L into yes. yet another episode. Yes. What a good spooky season episode, Laura. I October's almost over, but I think we're really, we're doing it justice. We are. We are. Oh my god. We gosh. are. We're bringing the big guns. Wow, Laura. Y- yes. You Words said that. to live by. Yes. TM. <laughs> TM, just like that. Oh my gosh, another one in the book. Another one in the book. Hey, hey, what? We figured out our Halloween costumes. Did we? Did yeah. you tell me? Am I in on it? You're in on it. Okay. Me and Fact Check Jake are going to go shopping tomorrow to get it. I love it. And again, we're going to do the Halloween costume contest mm-hmm. with our Patreon family. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be doing, you know, we're going to dress up for our Halloween episode. Yes, I love it. We're super excited. So we hope you're enjoying October. We're enjoying October. We're enjoying it. I'm ready to start baking. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Halloween Bake Fest. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We're going to go do that. 
And we'll catch you next week. Not right now. It's like two in the morning. But Lord, fucking hell. You know, <laughs> soon. Soon we're going to do that. Yes. All right. We'll catch you next week. All right. Catch us next week. TTFN. Cut print, drag, skate, moving on.